surround yourself with people who inspire and challenge you. Hmm. We are braver when we are feeling inspired. We are more committed when we're feeling challenged. Hmm. You're going to run into hard things. You're going to struggle. But when you do, who do you want in your constellation? Who do you want in the group of people that you know? Do you want people around you who say, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Or do you want people who say, come on, get up. You can do this. Take a second to breathe. If you need to, that's okay. But you got this. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Invented Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has grown several startups into seven and eight-figure businesses, as well as the CEO and founder of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with your patent and trademark, just go to strategymeeting.com and grab some time with us. Love to chat. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, and Aaron and Avatavi uh, on I, I that was my best my best try. Now, I was worried I was going to mess it up, and I and, uh, and we even talked about it before. And I still messed it up, but welcome on the podcast, Aaron. Yeah, I'm very glad to be here. So now is a is a brief introduction to Aaron. So Aaron, uh, at, in her self described words, was uh, the high school dropout story, but wanted to be an entrepreneur at 16. So not dropout in the sense she went and got her GED, started a company. So it wasn't just that she stopped high school, uh, but then also went off to college and I think got a psychology degree. Sold the first company, started another company with I think the same co-founder as the first business, and then uh, worked or looked around, enjoyed kind of solving problems that are people have overlooked. Moved to Seattle, switched gears a bit, did executive assistant, and then uh, kind of pivoted and adjusted to, based on that, to doing what she is today. And she'll fill in a little bit more of the details. And with that, there, you, there's your introduction. There's, a, there's a nutshell that that basically <laughs> covers it. <laughs> so I gave the real brief overview, but walk us through a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about your journey. Tell us about uh, going to being a high school dropout, and then uh, how the how things evolved from there. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny. You always hear about, you know, those stories of, of folks who didn't finish high school. And, uh, and I was just, I was one of the stubborn ones. Uh, I wanted to study what I wanted to study and mm. didn't feel like doing the other stuff. And um, when I went into the, uh, the high school, uh, <laughs> you know, the board and I was like, oh, hey, I would really like to take this subject and this subject and this subject and none of the other ones. Eh, I don't think they're relevant. They're like, mm. oh yeah, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was like, well, fine, then I don't want to do any of it. Um, so I went and I uh, got my GED and um, went hmm. straight into business ownership um, and started learning from the ground up. I uh, remember going into meetings and, uh, uh, you know, the, the general consensus was just don't tell anybody that you're 16. We're just going to. Hmm you know, let's just assume that you're in your 20s and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so I learned from the very beginning, my, uh, my go-to phrase was, it's the miles, not the years. Mm. And that stuck for about 10 years. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was like, you know, I, oh yeah, I'm only 22. And people are like, oh my gosh, really? How is that? <laughs> it's the miles, not the years. It's fine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now keeping that in mind, um, you know, so 
decided, hey, I'm going to drop out of high school, still get the GED, be able to be able to captain your baby own ship and do your own thing. And so you, you know, get the GED. You said you started your own company. You know, how did you get at 16 years old or so, you know, and going and talking with people, how did you land on what company you wanted to do? How did you get started and how did that go? And, you know, all of that stuff. Started in administrative, just, uh, you know, really just as basic as that. Uh, mm -hmm. When you're working front office, you learn a whole lot about everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and started working in uh, doing some of the accounting. Um, and so I was learning about business finance and how, how to manage money and how to, uh, how to do receivables and, and payables and how to organize all of those mm. and, and cash flow projections and how do you get business loans and, you know, all of those different elements. Uh, I was really learning it from the ground up and uh, you learn some bad habits that way and you learn some really good habits that way. You know, when things work, they work really well. And when they don't, they, they don't work very well. <laughs> um, so um, mm. So, uh, so you yeah. do that. So for a period of time, you said, okay, I'm going to kind of go into almost the ex executive assistant type realm, but kind mm -hmm. of start the business or start to get business experience, start to learn, start to grow. And then what made you decide to, you know, go off to college or to take a step back or kind of how did that play into things? So I, I started a family and did the did the mom thing for a while and uh, and have uh, I had four young children in the house and was still kind of following that entrepreneurial path um, and uh, you know there's it's that's a busy life <laughs> it's very very hmm. it's a very busy life um, and so at the point that my former relationship ended I was like okay well I kind of have to rewrite you know, who I am and what I'm doing and what am I doing for myself and what is going mm. on with, you know, what am I going to, my life for these four children and what on earth? Um, so I just decided to start school, um, which I think a lot of people do, you know, when you're trying to rewrite and figure out who you are and what you want to do. Mm. So I, uh, I enrolled, just wanted to go for general education. You know, I didn't really know what I liked. I knew that I loved business. Mm. Um, so I kind of did that as a focus, uh, really fell in love with psychology and genetics and science and that whole aspect. So I was pretty sure that I was going to follow that path um, studied that, got my uh, associates and, um, uh, and then started working in uh, mental health. Mm. Um, where you learn a whole other facet of people and who they are and what motivates individuals and just on a real almost you know in the trenches where you're just you're right there with the people who are, who are having a really difficult time with everything so you have that you have both sides of that fence where I'd seen the administrative side and I'd seen mm you know, the high-end business and you have um, CEOs and business leaders and you're working in, in just in very elite circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. And then you throw the other side of that coin where, you know, these individuals are learning just the very basics of everything. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's a really interesting contrast uh, that goes along with that, which augmented my personal desire to just help people as a whole. Mm. Like I really had that drive of look at your potential. Look at who you are as a person 
where are you going? Like, let me help you get there. Let me help you figure this out. You know, do you need to enroll in school? Do you need to learn how to balance your budget? Do you need how to go, you know, how do you go grocery shopping? You know, just little things like that, that most of us will take for granted. Hmm. And so that path started forming for me um, with that introduction of human services. Um, but it's really, really hard. And the burnout rates are incredibly high because you put so much of your soul and so much of your energy and your mind and your heart into the people that you're working with. And more often than not, they'll sabotage and, mm. you know, they'll be right there and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're right there. You're right there. You're going to be great. And then it all crashes down. And when that happens to you enough times, it starts to get into your head and you're just like, oh, I don't know. How do I help them? I don't know. I'm so stuck. Mm. Um, so I, I kind of had to back off from that a little bit and take a break. Mm. And <laughs> my back off, I actually went into heavy equipment operation. <laughs> <laughs> this is slightly counterintuitive, but uh, I did. I did I'll go with you. I did a 180 on that. I was like, man, I just need to go play with the bulldozers and and just let's just go spend some time in the dirt. <laughs> Although I do get the so one of my complete aside, one of my uh, son and I and, my, uh, and we do it with my my dad here happens to live just around here, so we kind of have all three generations. But we love the show. Um, gold rush is on discovery and so they always have the biggest diggers and dozers and everything <laughs> else and we're always like you know that one just looks like fun i'm like i'm sure it gets boring after a while but it looks like a lot of fun to just go or drive these your monstrous machines it's fun it's really fun so i still uh, i keep a cat key in my jewelry box just to mm. remind me you know like oh hey i do know how to do that <laughs> so um so I, I deviated to that i was actually going to uh that was my plan was to look into mining and you know like the oil fields and and all of that and my grandma after i graduated with uh with my my license and heavy equipment my grandma was like please don't do that you're gonna die like mm. don't do that and how do you say no to your grandma right you don't <laughs> so <laughs> Um, so I was like, okay, well now what? Um, so back into, uh, back into business. Um, and that was, that was kind of the direction that I ended up, you know, I was like, okay, well, this is what I know. This is what I love. I love helping people. I love, you know, working with companies and, and all of that. Um, and then ended up here in Seattle. I, you know, I always knew that the idea of an executive assistant always sounded so prestigious to me. It was always just one of those titles they mm. really wanted to have. And, uh, and the idea of the big city life and as an executive assistant, you know, in Seattle was just kind of this glorified pedestal of, I want to do that. And, uh, and I, and I was like, all right, I'm tired. You know, this entrepreneurial life is exhausting, you know, all of these things. So I, I, I stepped back and I was like, I'm just going to be an employee for a little while. I just want to mm. do that. <laughs> let's just, let's just try that for a little bit see if I can mm. do it. I mean, you know, I've been doing this whole thing since I can remember. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I did that for, for a little while, had a great time at it, but I, you know, you, it just, I, there were so many things that I wanted to do. I was like, oh my gosh, there's like 
all of these, all of these things. And it was overwhelming. Mm. Uh, and I went to this luncheon and, uh, and started mingling with, you know, networking with other business leaders and, uh, and, and the idea of freelance executive assistance came out of this meeting. And I mm. thought, is that a real job? Could I actually do that? What? And I think when we talked before, it was kind of, you were at the, the meeting or the luncheon and that, and somebody yeah. asked you, hey, do you ever do any freelancing or do you ever, you yeah. know, have any extra time that you could kind of, kind of help us? Is that right? And then it, yeah. from there kind of spawned the idea of, well, if people do that, could I make a business around it? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I actually, so I started, I started exploring that concept and mm. working just, you know, a little bit and then referral and then another referral and then another mm. referral. And then before I know it, I'm okay. I need help. Oh, <laughs> how did that happen? Um, and, uh, so then I brought on, uh, you know, my network is, uh, because of my educational background, my network is, is, you know, people in psychology and people that I went to school with and people that I met throughout the mental health field. So, when I wanted help, those were the people that I went to, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, mm. In the process of this growth and development and getting help and bringing on new clients and, and this whole idea, right? You know, I've been the entrepreneur. I know the business. I know how to grow this. I know how to do this thing. Mm. But I'd always done it with a business plan. I'd always done it knowing what I was doing. I'd always done it going in with, you know, a full idea, you know, this is what's going to happen in one year. This is where we're going in three years. This is all, you know, structure, right? But this was the first time that I'd gone into business without having a clear expectation of where this whole thing is going. So I'm pulling on my skill sets. I'm pulling on everything that I've learned over the past 20 years of, business and people and management and everything that goes with it. Um, so through this process, I discovered that my fellow people who were burned out social workers <laughs> made the most incredible executive assistance. Hmm. And, and I started thinking about that. And the, the justification behind that is we are people helpers. We are our goal, what leaves us feeling most fulfilled at the end of the day is when the people that we work with feel like they are on top of the world. When they feel like rock stars, that is an, that is an amazing day for us. And then the other part of that that I also discovered is that business leaders and CEOs, they don't typically self-sabotage. So mm -hmm. In the social world, in the social work, you know, you you have that 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 anticipation of okay, they might they might sabotage at any minute, and so you have that anticipation. But when you are working with leaders, when you clear that path of the stress and mm. that admin minutia, when you open up that path and you open up that doorway for them, mm. the, the sky's the limit. Like you just keep going. There's no there's no stopping, right? And so it so utilizes, let me dive yeah. in because 
One of the, it, it, when you explain it, it makes sense. On the other hand, it wouldn't have been the first path I would have thought of to find people that would be good at executive assistants. Not that it doesn't make sense and not that it wouldn't work out, but how did you kind of come to the realization, hey, I have a network of people that I know that would be good for this position that even though maybe they haven't thought about, how did you kind of make those connections or come to that conclusion? Well, when you're, when you're building a company, you know, you want to go with the people who are in your network. And because those were the people in my network, that was, that was my immediate go-to of, I need help now. Mm. Uh, and because I hadn't really planned out <laughs> this, this concept of what this company is going to be, mm. it was more, I was more reactionary as opposed mm. to objective. And it just worked out. I mean, it just worked out. Um, so you also need your admin professionals. So then as I started to grow, I started to balance. I was like, okay, all right. Most of my staff, you know, have the psychology background, like let's get some admin professionals in here mm. and let's start building this team that is cohesive and where we all have this unified goal of creating a better world for the clients that we work with. Hmm. And the admin professionals brought their amazing skill sets and my, my counselors and my social workers, they brought their incredible skill sets. And then all of us together, we just, oh my gosh, we just, we created this, this incredible thing. It just, it was amazing um, to watch it come together. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and so you have that realization and you say, okay, almost, I don't know, not trip into it, but you kind of say, okay, wasn't necessarily set out to when I started an executive assistant to run a business around it and to, you know, find people and to place them and whatnot, but nonetheless, it worked out well. So you get, you kind of come to the, Hey, well, this is what I'm going to do. How did you, you know, and, you, and then you find out, you know, you find kind of, here's the people of my network that I know looks like they do a good job. They have kind of the skill set. you know, you, you do all that. Then how was, you know, launching the business, working it out? Has it gone well? Has it been building? Has it been slow? Has COVID impacted it for better or worse? Or kind of how is all that going once you've now taken that idea, taken the people you found and, and start to implement it? Right. Um, so the team that, that we have working right now, they, they're just, every single one of them is a gift. Mm. And uh, to be a leader, you have to empower the people around you. Uh, because I recognize that I have my distinct skill set and that I can't do all of this on my own. Mm. So um, what I do for my leaders, I also do for my staff. What I want, I want them to be in a position where they feel empowered every single day to conquer whatever it is that they have to conquer, right? So we create this mutually empowering group where there really, there's no limit to what we can or cannot achieve. Mm. Um, so when the team that we have, it is, you know, yes, we have our challenges as because business and growth and all of that is intimidating. Mm. And, you know, it just is right. You know, when you're, when you're going places and for me, my own personal realization is, oh my goodness, I've got this group of people that relies on me to pay their bills every month. You know, that realization was really heavy and it kind of took, it took this concept of, okay, well, this business is fun and this is neat and I'm enjoying this to, this is serious. And mm. we really have the 
possibility and we have the opportunity to create life-changing um, operations and strategy and structure for the people that we work with. We're changing the lives of the CEOs. We're changing the lives of our clients. We're changing the lives of our staff. You know, this is not something that I take lightly anymore. Mm. Uh, not that I ever really did, but um, there's a there's a high expectation. So, COVID so maybe diving in. So kind of now, so that kind of brings us up to where you're at today. And you're saying now with all of that kind of in the understanding gone through it and brings you up to today, looking at the next six to 12 months, kind of where does that look like? Is the aspiration say, hey, we're just going to, the people that are, you know, working with me are going to continue to do it. Or are we going to grow this and blow it up and, you know, make bring out a whole bunch of new staff. We're going to, you know, increase our rates and go even higher in there. Kind of what, it, you know, give us an idea of the next six to 12 months. Yeah. So growth, growth is, uh, you know, we have mapped out our operations. We've got our strategies in place. Um, mm. of our foundations. They are strong. We just uh, hired three new additional people and the growth is on. That's where that is the focus for 2021. Um, mm. And so far the company has grown just off of referrals and uh, you know, we're, we're starting to put together a marketing plan. We're starting to say, okay, what happens, you know, if we, if we really push this, mm. uh, you know, we experienced, uh, 2020 was was very good. We hit our goals. You know, the goals that we set in January, we actually COVID aside, all of the mess aside, we hit our goals. Um, and that that was a pretty cool feeling come the end of the month. Um or the end of December. Um, so for 2021, we are anticipating between 2x and 3x for growth. And uh, and that creates a whole bunch of other challenges uh, and business opportunities per se. Uh, but I think we can hit it. You know, we are, we have such a strong team and we, we know what we're here for and our focus and our goal is so much higher than just business success. Like we are really in it to help the people that we work with realize their greatest success. Mm. And that's your foundation when that's what you're going off of. It's contagious, you know, that mutually empowering environment we're not, we're not superficial, right? We are here. We are really invested in the success of the people that we work with. And that, that self-perpetuates. Um, so yeah, so, so growth, it's, it's coming. I'm like, okay, we're ready for it. Well, cool. That's, 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 so that, that's a great place to be. So, so now as we start to wrap up towards the end of the podcast, and there are always a whole bunch of areas that would be fun to dive in or discuss more that we never quite have time for, but maybe another day. But as we dive towards the end of the podcast, I always ask two questions. So we'll dive or jump to those now. So the first question is, is along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? And what did you learn from it? So it's, this is a, this is a really interesting question. Um, but you know, I, I really try to live without regret. Mm. And when you do this and when you really embody that, there, <laughs> there's no such thing as a worse decision. Mm. You know, maybe not all decisions are warm and fuzzy, but they're all beneficial because they've brought you to where you are right now. Um, so I'm going to, I'll press you on it. Cause I, I, that, if I was a lawyer answer, I would, I would press you on it. So given my background, so let's <laughs> change the question a little bit. Then if there was a decision that you could go back and change, it would be more beneficial to your company. What would that decision be? Uh, 
but see, every decision that I've made has brought me to this point right here. <laughs> and this point right here is so epic. I don't think I'd want to change it. <laughs> so, you're, um, so you're telling me that there hasn't been one mistake in your whole, or your whole inventive journey? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. I don't think there has been. I mean, like, okay, if I were to really drill down, I think the only things that I would possibly regret is when I didn't push through, when I didn't finish. If, um, if I had an opportunity, I'm trying to think of maybe an example of something, somebody, I had a, an opportunity to go to uh, Los Angeles and meet with a whole bunch of executives that was going to like do something incredible. Um, and for whatever reason, I let life get in the way. And I was mm. like, I can't, I have young children. I have this, I have that. I can't do that. So when I got scared and I backed off that and I said no to that, mm. I think those are the only times that I really regret, but I don't really have regret because it pushed everything else along. Right. Um, All right. So well, I'll accept that. Yeah. Whether or not you define it as a regret, we'll, we'll, it's a, a more acceptable answer. So, okay. so right. now we'll jump to the, the second question and maybe that one will be an easier one. We'll see. Um, along, so if you were to now talk to someone that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Surround yourself with people who inspire and challenge you. Hmm. We are braver when we are feeling inspired. We are more committed when we're feeling challenged. Mm. You're going to run into hard things. You're going to struggle. But when you do, who do you want in your constellation? Who do you want in the group of people that you know? Do you want people around you who say, oh, I knew this was going to happen? Or do you want people who say, come on, get up. Mm. You can do this. Take a second to breathe. If you need to. That's okay but you've got this. surround no, yourself with people no. who inspire you. And, and I think that that's a great thing in the sense that every, whether or not you're willing to admit every startup as a good or good days, bad days, fun days, not so fun days. And you're going to hit some lows that you're going to have to work through. And you know, if you're, if you're, if the people around you are saying, well, it was a good run or, oh yeah, that is hard. Let's give up or go home. And they don't really inspire you or push you forward. It's going to, it's gets to be hard to be self-motivated and, and you can still self-motivate it through. But if you have, on the other hand, people in your circle, people that are supporting you, pushing you through, helping you figure out the hard times. And sometimes, you know, carrying you along if you, when you have those really bad days, I think it, it exponentially increases the chance that you'll be successful and be able to push through to success. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. So, well, now as we, as we wrap up, if people want to hire you, hire your team of executive assistants, they want to be, they want to work for you. They want to invest in you. They want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What's the best way to connect up with you? Uh, our website. And, uh, and then I am on LinkedIn. Um, that's, uh, that's my playground. <laughs> um, so yeah, Aaron Anatavi. Um, is probably uh, the best way to connect with us on LinkedIn. And then My Seattle EA is our uh, website, myseattleea.com. All right. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, find out more, connect up with you, and uh, hopefully use your service. So, awesome. well, as we wrap up, 
Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if uh, you have your own journey to tell, we'd love to have you on. So feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. If you are um, a listener, also make sure to click subscribe so you get notifications, all the new episodes come out, and leave us a review so other people find out about us. And last but not least, if you ever need help with your patents and trademarks, feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP Law by going to um, strategymeeting.com. Aaron, thank you again and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. I agree. You're here. (laughs) Thank you, Devin. Thank you. Thank you.